Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. What's happening, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince, and I am your host, and today's guest is adventure photographer based out of Oahu, Hawaii, Frank Silva. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up, Prince? Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Dude, I'm stoked to have you, man. It's been a long time coming. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's pretty early in the morning here in Hawaii, but... Just getting my day started. There you go. It's that 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 eight a.m. podcast wake up call with uh, with Prince. It's a great exactly. way to start your day. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should try it. Why don't you get us started with letting the AOV community know a little bit more background on yourself? Yeah, for sure. So I'm based out of Hawaii. I've been in Hawaii for about thirteen years, but I'm born and raised in California. After college, uh, decided to do something new. My cousin was joking around with me one day, and he's like, hey, you should move to Hawaii. And I was like, you know what? I think I will. So bought a one-way plane ticket, moved out here, had no job, no place to live, just a couch to sleep on, crashed on his couch for a month, got a place. And then I thought I'd be here for about a year, but 13 years later, still rocking Hawaii. Dude, so. that's, that's such a cool story, and that's so that's so wild. Like, was it like, – was it – culture shock like living on an island like you live on an island it, it was it, like it's kind of crazy because it's just like time slows down when you move to Hawaii it's just such a laid-back place that it's pretty awesome it's it's there's not much like crazy hustle and bustle and the cool thing about Hawaii is it has like everything you can like hike in the mountains you can go to the beach jump in the water go diving I don't know it's just perfect the adventure adventurer's paradise <laughs> exactly or if you just want to be lazy and sit on the beach all day you got that too yeah no absolutely i know it's like hawaii is dude i can't i've never even been still which is crazy but like i was telling you hopefully i'll get out there this summer and come kick it with you and vince and the rest of the the gang out there you have to, man. This place is it's awesome, but be careful. You might not leave. <laughs> I know, I know. I got to get back, bro. <laughs> Start me off with, with letting me know how you got into photography, man. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. So growing up, I wasn't really super artistic. I couldn't, uh, I didn't really play any musical instruments or couldn't paint or draw to save my life. But um, about 10 years ago or something like that, through work, I got some gift card to an electronic store like Crutchfield or something like that. And I was browsing through their catalog and I saw all these cameras. And I was like, dude, that would be kind of cool to see if I could uh, be a little creative. I mean, anyone could take a photo, right? So I've got a Canon Rebel XTI. Mm. I don't know if you've even heard of that one. That was like super that, old baby. school. I had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it. Like It came in. I was super stoked on it. I took it around, knowing nothing about photography, like straight up on auto all the time, took some photos. Like, I was like, of course, they're better than a point and shoot, but I was like, wow, these aren't really that fantastic. <laughs> you couldn't shoot video or anything on them. They're just No, you couldn't shoot video. Yeah, no video, just photography. So I don't know. I even took this camera, like the very first time I went to the Big Island and saw the lava, but like I, we were out there at night with the lava, no tripod or anything, and didn't know the first thing about shooting at night, like in low light. So those photos didn't turn out that great. Came back, pretty much shoved the camera in the closet, and there it sat forever. And then fast forward a few years, I got an iPhone, and uh, my buddy got an iPhone, and like we were just taking photos, and like he showed me this app that was called True HDR, and I was like, 
I was like, whoa, this is crazy. These photos look amazing. <laughs> and so like I was taking photos on, on my phone. And that's like when I first started posting like some things on Instagram, when I found Instagram and I thought it was like super cool. Right. Then I was like, oh wait, I have a real camera in my closet. So I dusted it off, brought it out and like just actually started learning how to shoot. Like because I had the HDR on the on the phone, I was like, oh, let me try and see like about HDR on the camera. And like that's when I learned about like bracketing and like, oh, underexposed and overexposed and how to do those settings. So it was awesome. Like it was really cool. And what year was that? So that was probably about like six or seven years ago. So I don't know, 2013, I think. Somewhere around there. Yeah, I'm check. I'm so I do. I just I hit. I just hit oh. the bottom of your feed. First post, oh, February eleventh, two thousand and twelve. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know what that photo is. I think I, I've cleaned up some of the old photos, but I had to leave the very first photo I ever put on Instagram. <laughs> That's the best. It's yeah. Dude, it's it's odd. Dude, I love scrolling down people's feeds and just seeing the progression of their. Uh, their just style, their work, their eye, everything. It's really cool. But I mean, dude, your work's all like it's always been good. Like I'm looking at this shot of this turtle you took in 2014. That's so rad. Oh yeah, so, with like the glowy kind of shell. Yeah, that was GoPro. <laughs> I know. I can. I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude, like this is, this stuff is, this is great. Yeah, yeah. but it, it totally progressed. It's like it's changed so much over the years. Do you know what I love about your feed? It looks fun. Like it yeah. looks like I don't know when I I don't know what it is. Like I don't know maybe you're actually really depressed, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, dude, it looks like I look at your feed and it makes me happy. I'm just like, dude, I want to be hanging out with Frank like yeah, all well, the time. Hawaii is one of the happiest states in the country, that's <laughs> for sure, but uh um yeah, that's like I don't know, one of the things is like a lot of people like I don't, I try not to get stuck in like shooting like uh, one way. I just shoot whatever makes me happy. I think that's like super important. Of course, like it's crazy. It's super easy to get like into just shooting for popularity, but right. Yeah. How do you? I guess how do you avoid that? Like, how do you not get sucked into that tunnel? I mean, because when you do post something that does well, like naturally you kind of want to keep doing something similar to, to get that reaction that makes you feel good. Yeah. That, that little spike of dopamine, <laughs> yeah. you get all those likes. <laughs> um, well, like, I don't know. So when I, I was definitely into the Instagram wanting to get all the likes and everything. And actually, you know what? The funny thing that made it easier is whenever, like whatever they say, the algorithm changed or whatever it is. And like, I just noticed like the steepest drop off in, in engagement. And at first, of course, I was bummed. Like everyone is probably bummed, but mm -hmm. it kind of made me realize like, all right, let's take a step back and like, let's actually just do the things that I really want to do since I'm knocking the engagement that I, that I used to get. Let's just do what really makes me happy. So that's kind of where I've been for the last few months. Dude, that's exciting. How do you, what's the, have you noticed any differences from doing just kind of more or less shooting whatever you want to shoot, whatever your heart desires versus shooting what you believe is, is the popular thing to shoot? Actually. So what, ever since, since then, like, uh, since that kind of mindset change, what's happened is I spent more time trying to like actually hone my craft rather than just trying to pump out content. Cause I, I used to post every single day. I was on it every single day, having some kind of content to put out there. But uh, since that happened, I've been like only trying to post stuff that I actually really like. And I've been spending a lot more time just uh, I like improving. Like I watch a lot of tutorials. I actually I pay for and buy a lot of uh, tutorials from art, other artists out there and and just try and work. I, I'm big into like editing. I love the editing process. Right. So who are some of your favorite guys that you've purchased tutorials from? So like I'm a, my like main passion is landscape photography. So mm -hmm. I, I'd say like one of my uh, top go-tos right now is Nick Page. I don't know if you knew Nick Page. Yeah, dude. I'm going to get him on the podcast, baby. Yeah, dude. He's, he is he's awesome. Great, dude. And, and like, so I've followed him for a long time. He used to be on this podcast called, uh, um, 
what is it? I can't remember the name. Uh, it'll come to me. But like he was on a group podcast where they, they did a bunch of uh, uh, instruction stuff. But then he broke off into his own thing. He has his own podcast called the Landscape Photography Podcast, which is awesome. I kind of nerd out. I listen to a bunch of photography podcasts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so Nick Page is one of them. Ryan Dyer, mm -hmm. Michael Shane Bloom, mm -hmm. and like Sean Bagshaw. He does a lot of like luminosity masking, like tutorials and stuff like that. Enrico Fossati, I think that's, yeah. So it's like just like a bunch of landscape photographers. So I don't mind actually paying money because like when I pay money, I'm supporting those artists but also getting material that could improve myself. Right. So it's really yeah. funny. I th I think I think it's just a mindset. I always laugh like yeah, I wasn't laughing at you when I giggled when you said I don't mind paying. I, I more <laughs> or less giggled because like there's so many people that do mind paying. <laughs> yeah. And it's just hilarious how I'm like you, dude. I you know, I bought 300 something dollars worth of books just 2 weeks ago. I'm constantly buying courses, books, like Anything to better myself. Like, dude, I invest in myself daily, weekly, monthly. Like, I have no problem any day, any time spending money on, you know, investing in myself. And that's how I, think I, that's and that's how I look at it, though. Like, I, it really doesn't bother me one bit. I don't even think about it. But it's funny. There's certain people that don't, don't see it that way. And it always kind of cracks me up. And a lot of times those people are the ones kind of struggling with trying to figure out how to get to where they're trying to go. <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, there is a ton of available, like, free material out there. Like, on YouTube, you can find amazing tutorials. But, I mean, if you see something that you really like, like, make that investment. You're investing in yourself and, I don't know, helping them out, too. I mean, we're all photographers, right? Like, it'd be nice. Like, right now, photography for me is mostly just a hobby, but... I wouldn't mind making money someday too. So yep, and I think everyone has different values as far as time and 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 all those things. Like I'd rather just pay for something that I know is going to be good, than than waste five six hours searching through tons of YouTube videos trying to find like to see if there's a guy out there doing the same thing. You know. Yeah. And so for me, it just makes sense to just. Just time is valuable yeah, too. Exactly. Like I don't have five <laughs> hours to, to search. Like, and I've done it before where I'm just been on YouTube, you know, for half a day and I'm like, dude, I can't find a yeah. single person that I enjoy listening to. That's, you know, that's just to the point and can, can get it done. So, uh, I get it, man. I do. I love your, your feed. So let me ask you this being in Hawaii, do you ever feel, I mean, you're on an Island. Like I, I keep going back to that. You're on an yeah. Island. Like, do you ever feel like, I'm just shooting the same stuff. Like, how do I get like, yes. and, and I got Vince and all these other great guys out here shooting too. And like, how do I, how can I create stuff that stands out? That's different. And, and how do I enjoy shooting, you know, without getting burnt out on shooting the same stuff? Yeah. That's actually a great question because I have been burnt out on shooting the same stuff over and over. I mean, there's so much stuff out here in Hawaii that you can shoot, mm -hmm. but like I've shot a ton of the stuff that you can, get too easily for all the rest of the stuff. Like I'm going to try to need a hike into some mountains and do some crazy stuff. But the cool thing about Hawaii is that you can also Island hop to the other islands and every Island is completely different, mm -hmm. but it has like, it's, it's amazing living out here, but it's also frustrating because trying to get to other places is expensive. Like you have to fly at least six hours to just get to the mainland. So mm. I can't jump in a car and go on an epic road trip for a week just because I want to, or even like do a weekend warrior trip somewhere. It's like, it's not so easy. So that, that aspect is kind of hard because I love Hawaii and Hawaii scenery is great, but it's kind of, it's funny that I was listening to your podcast a few days ago and you were saying that most of the people that you interview already were like, travel oriented and they were travel oriented and then got into photography. Mm -hmm. I think that I might be the other way around. Like photography actually inspired me to want to go and explore the world. Like seeing all these places, like I want to go to countries. I want to like take a, a month road trip around the, the U S I don't know. Right. I think, dude, I, I, I think it's cool. I've just noticed. Yes. From 
the people that I talked to, most of them have been inspired to get into photography through travel. But vice versa, I feel like I'm almost more similar to you. I've always been into photography, but I... And and I and to be honest, I can't pinpoint it. I don't know if it's just because I wasn't traveling or, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with I just didn't grow up traveling. I don't come from money, and that wasn't, like, a normal thing to do. And then after college, you know, I was always starting my own. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, and I've always been starting businesses. And being an entrepreneur doesn't necessarily allow you to just to go travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I never really got to do it in, until, you know, I started road tripping and then, as I got more into my photography, it was it became more fun to go to new places to photograph new things, and so more like you to where I didn't you know I didn't start and travel. Yeah, that's it's like it's totally I'm on board with that. I didn't really grow up traveling all that much either. Like mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't travel like maybe we like took a road trip up California, but like we didn't go to other states really, or we definitely didn't travel to other countries. Right. So that that like whole aspect is new to me. Like, so I work a full nine to five job, which is good because it allows me, it affords me to like be able to travel when I want to travel. But also working a full nine to five job, it's like I don't have that much free time. So it's a uh, <laughs> it works for me and against me. Dude, I love it, man. Um, what are your? Do you mind sending me? I'm curious. Like, what's your favorite photograph on your feed? Oh, gosh. Because I'm looking at an ocean I'm, shot in Yokohama Bay that is stunning. It's an aerial drone shot. You have, like, the aqua blue waves crashing. You have beautiful white sea foam. And then on the other side of that is, like, a darker shade of aqua green. And it's, like, the contrast and the light. You have the light hitting the left side of the frame. The, sh the, the stark shadows creating so much contrast in the middle of that shot. It's... It's just, it sucked me in just scrolling through your feed. And I was just I, I curious, do. what's your favorite? That's kind of interesting. So <clears throat> I, I, I do love those shots. I love the Yokohama Bay is like the perfect, like low aerial drone shot. It's just so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that whole bay in general is the west side of, of Hawaii is like, is stunning. I mean, all of Hawaii is stunning, but like, it's just beautiful out there. Ah, for my favorite, it's it's hard to say. Some of my favorites might not even be Hawaii. I think one of my favorites is one of the more recent ones. It's like one of the, the panel ones of like the, the dunes in Death Valley or the one that was just posted two shots after that one, which is the, the mountain range. It was a, that mountain range one. That's the, the, the Ko'olau mountain range on the east side of Oahu. And what, I actually took this photo Is about... Is that the one with the ray of light beaming through on the right-hand side? No, it's the one... If you're in my feed, it's the one above the the heart rock. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, with the palm trees. And yeah, with the palm trees. So I took that shot about, let's see, like maybe two and a half, three years ago. I went out there for sunrise with my good buddy, Josh, and... I was like, the water was kind of high or kind of low. It was low tide. So I took my tripod out. I stood in the water, chest deep in the water, <laughs> pointed pointed the camera back at the mountains. And, and this is when I first learned about using like neutral density filters. And say an ND. Yeah. So this was like a 10 stop ND. Like I don't know the exposure length, but like I just sat there and just shot the mountains as like the morning light, like kind of touched the mountains a little bit. And I just love this shot because it is, to, to me, this is like kind of like a quintessential Hawaii shot. Mm, like, mm -hmm. I just found it. Like, I mean, I knew this was, I had the shot and I liked it, but I edited it forever ago. And I was like, you know what? I think my editing skills have kind of improved a little bit. Let me go back and see if I can take another crack at this thing. And it's so. great. It's great framing. The perspective's great. The comp is great for landscape. You got, you know, nice amount of water, good amount of beach, the foreground, you know, the good clouds, good subject. I'm curious, uh, just for those out there, you mentioned an ND filter. Do you mind explaining, you know, why you chose to shoot this with an ND filter and how utilizing an ND filter in this shot allowed you to achieve the final product? Sure, yeah. So... I really love the way that ND, so uh, ND, a neutral density filter, uh, it's just pretty much a, a, a neutral color piece of 
glass or plastic, whatever that you put in front of your camera that allows you to increase your shutter speed. And I love the way, if you can increase your shutter speed to like, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 seconds, maybe even a minute or two on the water, it just smooths out the water completely. So what I love about this shot is that the water is completely smooth and it's a really awesome like aqua, aqua green, marine color. And it just kind of contrasts with like the, the yellow sand. So I really wanted to get the smooth water and like the golden sand on the beach, the greens in the mountain just kind of like lay the, it's kind of like layers there. And I just love that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I love, uh, I, when I first started getting into photography, like some of the coolest things to me were shooting things that you actually couldn't just see with the naked eye. Mm -hmm. So a long exposure on the water allows it to get like silky smooth. You can go anywhere from maybe like, like a long exposure, like I was saying, like many seconds to like a minute to multiple minutes. But if you do water with maybe like a quarter or a half second, that is a whole nother look. Like you'll get streaks of the water flowing down. That looks really silky smooth. And I love that look too. Mm -hmm. So like long exposure, also astrophotography like super captured my love for photography like when i first started <laughs> astros blows my mind the fact that you can like shoot the milky way oh it's, man i love it astro and long exposure photography are probably like as far as just pure enjoyment and just fun while shooting like it's fun yeah i i, I it's very satisfying seeing the image a few minutes later pop into your camera and seeing what you were able to capture. And it, it just lights me up inside every time. Yeah. It's, oh man. I, I love, love Astro. I don't, one of my things this year is I want to go out and I want to shoot it more. Um, so it's funny because I, that's one of the things I really liked when I first started shooting, but I had like, well, after I had that XTI, I, I decided to upgrade cause I liked Astro. So I went to a Canon rebel T3I. Mm -hmm. not really knowing anything about cameras at the time and not knowing that they're both crop sensors and it didn't really take better astro photos. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got that camera. So my, my, I went to the T3i and, and I shot that for like maybe a year and then I upgraded to the Canon 6D and the 6D was just like, that just allowed me to shoot astro so much better. And I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. The 6D is a workhorse. That camera was awesome. Dude, it is a workhorse. I mean, dude, I shot on the 5D Mark II for the longest time. And like the 6D, that thing just rains, shine. No, I, yeah. Don't matter what the condition is, that thing's clicking. All It's just shutter all day long. It, there's nothing that'll stop that thing. It's a tank. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It, it, it was such a good camera. I love that camera. And the 6D is still fantastic. Now the 6D Mark II. Actually, so I... What are you shooting on thing, now? Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. so, so now I will say that I shoot on a Sony A7R3. <laughs> I did switch to Sony. I made the switch, but it Why? wasn't like an easy switch. So yeah. I was shooting on the 6D and I loved it. But the thing about the, the original 60, the 60 Mark one is that it's kind of, it's not great in like low light. I mean, unless you're going for like a long exposure on a tripod, but it's not great in low light normally. And the autofocus points it had it was horrible for autofocus and i, I kind of liked i was dabbling with some portrait photography mm -hmm. and just I was, I was finding that i was just not able to get good sharp focus on like on portraits so i wanted to upgrade and i was still like really into photography so i wanted to make an investment at that time the the a7r2 was out and and people loved it but it was there was a few things that kind of like I was hesitant about one is like the battery life sucked on the, a on the a seven R two. And also it doesn't really have, it didn't really have great weather sealing and I'm like shooting on the water a lot. And so I kind of like freaked me out. Right. So I went for the, I decided to go for the five D Mark four. And so I had the five D Mark four and I actually loved that camera. That camera was fantastic. Like the autofocus was good. The, the, the image quality was excellent. Like I just had, it was an amazing camera. Mm -hmm. I took it to Iceland last year. And on the last day of my Iceland trip, I noticed that the, the little rubber cover on the joystick on the back ripped off. I was like, Oh man, that sucks. 
But I bought the camera from Best Buy and I bought it with the insurance. So I took it back to Best Buy and sh they shipped it off to have it fixed. And like three weeks later, they like contacted me and they're like, we have deemed that this camera is not repairable. I was like, are you serious? What? <laughs> I was like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the camera. Like the sensor is fine. You just got to put a rubber cover on the <laughs> joystick. But uh, whatever. So um, I had the insurance. So they gave me store credit for the full amount of my camera. And by that time, the, the Sony A7R three came out. And I was like, you know what? Like the one thing that Mark IV doesn't really do well is video or as well as like the Sony. And like that's something I want, was thinking about playing with, which, by the way, I still haven't yet, but <laughs> <laughs> thought about it. So I decided to, to, to do it. I decided to just go for it. Also, Sony like is more innovative. Like it's just, like more like, I don't know. They seem like they pump out more features. So whereas Canon does great stuff, but mostly it's like just keeping up with the industry rather than leading it. Right. What, so, about, the, what about the glass investment? I mean, you probably were all invested in Canon glass. Yes, that was another reason why I switched back in the day. So when I when I got the, the Sony uh, A7R three, I had to invest, I wanted to invest in a native Sony lens. So with the camera, I bought the uh, 2470 GM, mm -hmm. which that hurt the pocket. Right. But <laughs> but it was actually, it, it was fine. And then I bought on the gear side. So now we're on the gear side. So I, I bought adapters. I bought the Metabones adapter for my Canon lenses so I can use my Canon glass. Mm -hmm. And then I also bought the Sigma adapter because I have, I, I have Sigma art lenses and I absolutely love my Sigma art lenses so much. Dude, I got all the primes recently. And... I just heard that. They're sick. Yeah. I have I only have the, the 2414 and the 3514 and they're so good. Dude, yes. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. The the 2414 is my Astro lens and it just blows me away. Uh -huh. It's amazing. Dude, so yeah. They're they're big they're big fun. Um that makes me happy you're shooting on those, man. Yeah, so I have those, so I have those adapted, but they're still, they're not really as good adapted. Like autofocus is kind of slow adapted. You didn't, you didn't, so they're not e-mount? I had them for my Canon. And oh, so, okay. so I think I'm going to actually get the e-mount lenses. You got to oh, go with the e-mount, bro. Yeah, I will. I will, but it's got to take me a little bit of time. So, so with the, the, there's no problems. You have no problems. The autofocus is good and fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. The a, the AEL like the eye focus yeah. is like to be honest, it's a tad slower than the G Master glass. Yeah, but the the price. Yeah, it's easily totally okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm actually. I'm trying to, to uh, phase in, like, native, all my native. Get rid of the adapters because, like, I noticed that it, they're a little bit slower. They're right. not quite as good adapted. So I am I just purchased. So I had the 24 to 70 on my Canon. I, I mean, I had the 70 or one, sorry, 70 to 200 for my Canon. And I wanted a little more compression. So I actually just bought the 100 to 400 GMAT for my Sony. Okay. And that that thing is a beast. It is awesome. It's yeah. actually really cool. I've I've like shooting on the 100 to 400 is a whole new like side of photography that I never even knew about. Well, let's I tell love me it. about it. I'm dude. I, first of all, that's perfect, dude. You got the dad lens. That makes me very happy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. What What is it like? You know, sh like what What have you noticed the differences? And like that's a serious piece of glass. Well, like the photos are just completely different, right? So I'm used to shooting wide angle. I've shot wide angle. I love wide angle shots. Like the 1635 was like my favorite lens forever. Mm -hmm. But like going to 100 to 400, it's like you see it's so different. Like you get so tight on a scene or it could compress a scene so much that it's completely different. And this is actually has allowed me to like, shoot different photos that I had never seen before. And like, and 
And if I was bored with like all the wide angle stuff, I can like now look at this, this tight compressed scene and it's awesome. So give me an I've example. Shot... What's like a photo on your feed that you've, you've taken? I don't, don't even have one yet. Oh. <laughs> so I was, I'm not going to say the location, but I was at the spot the other day and I was just, well, I was trying to shoot the super moon, but we got, uh, clouded out. So I didn't even see it. But before the Superman sunset, I had turned around and I zoomed in to like about 300 millimeters and shot like this one ridge that was on the other side of the valley. And I was like, whoa, if I, I looked at it later, I was like this shot, like I need a person out there to give it the scale. But there's like, it's a shot I've never seen in Hawaii. And I'm like super stoked to go for it. It's like, it compressed the background so much that it doesn't even look like anything I'd ever even seen out here. So really stoked to go out and get that. I just need to find the person to go out there, walk on that ridge for me. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I, uh, I love, I love the compression that you get out of these, these big boy lenses. Is it like hunting? You know, like I've shot on it and it's fun because like you can just look for things. It's like you just yeah. put your camera up to your eye and you just start hunting around and just seeing what's out there. Cause you can see so far. It's a whole new, it's a whole new perspective. Yeah, you can. You just, it's cool though, because you, you, you see something and you're like, huh, I wonder what that is. You put on this lens and you're like, you're up in it. It's like right there. It's, it's nuts. Right. I was looking at someone's feed last night and they had a shot that was shot at like 600 millimeters. And now I want to get the, the 2X adapter, the telephoto adapter. So yes. it's like 800 mil. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what that would be like. Are you on <laughs> tripod? Are you handheld? Yeah. So you tripod always, yeah. Tripod mostly, especially on that big lens because like if you are shooting on a super telephoto lens, it's like the, the slightest vibration can make a huge difference in the sharpness. So you almost need one. So yeah, I I have the uh, the really right stuff uh, carbon fiber tripod. Okay. Like it's kind of funny, my tripod, sorry. So I, I had a carbon fiber before, but it was a... Faisal tournament C CL three, four, four, two or something like that. It was an awesome tripod. It's like, it was only like two pounds and like, Jeez. or even a little less. And then like the ball head was like a pound. So it was like a super light, awesome tripod. But I had problems where like the legs started getting really loose. So I sent it in to get fixed. They sent it back and it still happened again. And then like I was on a photography trip in uh, California. I was going to Lake Tahoe in Yosemite and the leg just like wouldn't go back in. I got so pissed. So I called up really right stuff and they overnighted me a tripod to the hotel I was staying at in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. So yeah. So now it's cool. Like the tripod's amazing. I decided to make the investment because I shoot a lot of landscape. And so if I'm shooting landscape, I want it to be on a tripod with awesome stability and sharpness. Right. It's funny. A lot of young guys that I run into will not use tripod. Like they're like anti-tripod. Yeah. I, it would just yes. interest. It's, it's, it's just interesting. Right. Cause I, I feel like just like anything else, like it's all just choices. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to get technical, like you should probably have a tripod, but at the end of the day, depending on what you're doing with this image, it's not going to make a difference. Blowing it up probably would make a major difference, you know, seeing a handheld shot versus a tripod shot. I think that's, I, I completely agree. It's so funny because I do see a lot of people like rocking out shots with no tripod. Like I was at Kirkjafell in Iceland and this group of younger photographers rolled up. This was before sunrise. It was like two in the morning. I mean, it was, it was summer. So it was like still kind of, it was like dawn and like they're shooting the waterfall like without a tripod at like before sunrise. I was like, I don't even understand what you're doing here, but like, go for it. Rock it. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, were they just like bracing the camera again? Like, cause I've done that to where I'll just like, you know, pull up on a waterfall. Granted it's not before sunrise, but, (laughs) and I'll pull up and I'll just find a rock or something down low to, to find the, the right angle. And I'll just leverage the rock and I have a decently steady hand and, I'll hold it for a tenth of it, you know, an exposure I, or something like that. I'm all about that. Like, I'll use whatever as a makeshift tripod. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they weren't. They were just going for it. I was, it's it's cool, though. Like, 
in the end of the day, I think it just really depends what you what you want to do with the photo, what your goal is with the photo. Like mm-hmm. you don't need a tripod if you're just going to be if you want like this adventure shot that's just going to be you're not planning on blowing up big. You you just want a nice clean shot. I, I rock without a without a tripod during the day sometimes and I'm just rolling around. Mm-hmm. But I, if you see me going out there somewhere for a photo, you'll see me with my giant ass backpack with a huge tripod strapped to the side. <laughs> yeah. When I go on a photo trip, I I have a lot of weight on my back. I could yeah, I could only imagine, man. Yeah. It's like Nick Page. Like I, I do that dude's probably I've never seen him in person. He's probably built like a tank. Like Yeah. That dude yeah. I could only imagine like those guys, those their bags are so heavy and they just truck around and they I mean they're trekking, seriously trekking yeah. and with some serious gear. <laughs> yeah, I've actually shot with Nick a few times. We uh I ran into him just randomly on the Oregon coast when he was leading a workshop and I just was like, Hey, I'm gonna shoot with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I shot with him and hung out with him for a morning. And then I also ran into him on, he does some workshops on Kauai. I just happened to run into him when I, he was on Kauai and we took a, a helicopter ride on, on the Nepali coast on Kauai. So that was pretty cool. Dude, um, but yeah, he, he, he rocks like a bag with a ton of gear. And that's kind of what I got going on when I'm out there shooting. I guess, how do you stay fit? Do you like, cause that t- dude, that's work. Like, trust me, I've, I've, I know it's work. I've done it. And so what do you do to, to just stay in shape and. Mostly it's hiking in the mountains out here. I love hiking mm-hmm. in the here. There's always another hike to do, something really cool. Like there's some like epic hikes you can do. I tell you, when I, I took all my gear when we backpacked a like a twenty mile trek through Haleaka Haleakala Crater on Maui, that was that was a pretty intense trek. But it was cool. You saw and that's you were, that's where you got the lava shots? No, that so that's on Big Island. The lava shots are on Big Island. Gotcha. I, so it kind of makes me sad because like it just I didn't get any good shots on the last flow, mm-hmm. and someone was just telling me that like they think that it might not flow again in our lifetime. So oh wow, that'd be a bummer. Uh-huh. I hope it does because I want to get out there and shoot the lava. That's all right. If it does flow, you should fly out and see the lava. It is one of the coolest experiences I have ever had in my life. Vince, so Vince got some of those, right? He he got it. Yeah, he. Uh, got it from the boat. His his. And then, and then the, what did what did what did Michael get? So Bloom uh, Bloom had Bloom had was out there as well and got some lava. You can see it three different ways. You can actually hike out to the lava. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. You can do it from a boat or you can do it from a helicopter. So I've hiked out to it, but I've never seen it from a boat. Seeing it from a boat's really cool. Actually flowing into the ocean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, my Michael had posted some a three set. I want to pull this up now. Yeah, he he. If you if you pull up his Instagram feed, it's his his fifth photo, and it looks like he's on the ridge line of the beach. And he obviously has an extremely long lens because there's. I mean, that second shot, bro. He's you're in the lava, like you can see oh. the particles flying. Oh yeah, I, I got to pull this up now. Yeah, it is. He was probably. He could have been on a boat. Shane Bloom. Michael Shane Bloom? That's who you're talking about? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he actually hiked out. Uh, so he was on the coast and shooting along, seeing it flowing. Yeah. It's cool because when you look, you see just like, you see it just exploding into the ocean. Yeah. That's really cool. Granted, he's, an, he's a really talented kid, man. I love linking up with Michael and one of them. The Bay is a really nice guy, too. He's, I, I randomly ran into him one day when I was shooting Mount Tam. He was just out there shooting, and, like, and we just chilled for a little bit. He was, he's a really cool guy, really down to earth. Oh, yeah, super. He's a little goofy, but <laughs> I feel like the best people are, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell me a little bit about, so if, 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 I feel like we've talked a lot about Hawaii and without you giving up, like I don't want you to give away any, any places that, you know, the locals and yourself would be upset about, but for people wanting to come to Hawaii and shoot, like what are your top three like recommendations? All right. So places that I actually love uh, to shoot, like on Oahu, on the Southeast portion of Oahu, there's an area of coast that's absolutely beautiful for sunrise. Uh, there's an area they call Lanai Lookout. It's kind of popular for 
sunrise photography, but like it's just really beautiful for sunrise, and I highly recommend that. Um, I highly recommend going uh, up the west side and just uh, just seeing it out there. Like that shot you're saying, Yokohama Bay, that's up on the west side. Like just being out there for sunsets, oh, it's okay. stunning. And then you have to get into the mountains somewhere. Of course, most people will probably say Stairway to Heaven, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one that's a little illegal, so we won't talk about that. Yeah, I, yeah, just do almost any hike in the coat allows, and it's just going to be gorgeous. Dude. I, I love the mountains. Appreciate that. You know, there's no better person than you to, to give us some insight on what to do in Hawaii, you know? Yeah, you come out here, and I will show you some spots, that's for sure. How do you, how have you leveraged, so I'm kind of curious, like, how you leverage your Instagram, like, from, from what I know about you, like, it doesn't seem like you're, like, you know, you have your job, it doesn't seem like you're really trying to do the influencer thing and work with brands and all that type of stuff, so how have you leveraged, I guess, social media? Yeah, that, like, so, brands have reached out to me to try and do it, do stuff with them, but I don't know, I, I... I don't really want to just be posting product shots. I don't really need to do post product shots and stuff like that. But what, what I find cool about Instagram is just actually connecting with people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually allowed me to meet some really cool people. So like when I, when I travel somewhere, I'll like hit up some people uh, ahead of time or when I'm there and just like, and meet up and shoot. And so that's, that's how I met like uh, Gabe when I was in California, just super awesome. Whenever I go back, we try and link up and shoot. And I went to San Francisco, met some really cool people in San Francisco out there. I don't know. I made some pretty cool connections. And then when they, I always try and get them to come to Hawaii. Like one of my buddies from San Francisco Marcus, he's like actually in Hawaii right now. So we're going to try and uh, link up when, uh, in a few days and go. So it's like I like the connection aspect of Instagram. Right. When you come, you got to take a trip to Idaho. There's some beautiful alpine mountains, lakes, stunning. I mean, you can literally see the bottom of the lake. It's like crystal clear. It's like insane. Uh, Sawtooth Mountains, the backside of the Tetons, uh, Hell's Canyon. Like we have some really incredible things. So if you ever want to come out this way, you definitely got a place to crash and uh, yes, and some good people to kick it with. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I actually, it's that's cool though, because like Idaho is not now a place I was probably on my list, but now I want to go. Yeah, that's, it's, dude, I love it's, it. It's very much yeah. It's yeah, we'll we'll show you a good time, bro. Sweet. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I had damn, I had a question. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what it was. There's something else about social media. I go, oh yeah. What do you think's missing like in the like in the space? Like what do you what do you wish there was that there wasn't? Like do you wish there was more like photo books coming out to enjoy more do you have, is there an app that you wish someone would make? Like, what's I guess like, what are some things that you feel are, are just missing that you're always just like, I wish someone was doing this or. So, uh, it's kind of interesting. If I actually knew what was missing, like 100%, I probably couldn't make it, and then I'd be rich, and that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, but one of the things about like, like just like Instagram in particular is it's like, it's not really made for just photographers right it's like for everyone like it's kind of funny that we're a group of creators and photographers on there but there's just millions and millions of people who just go on there to post their daily life and everything but like i kind of like a straight up photography based app out there that will like i mean the aov app is awesome too but like because that is photography based and I, i like the aov app but I don't know. I remember like months ago when that app Vero came out and everything and it like was the rage for a week. <laughs> but the one thing I liked about it is like you could rotate the, the, that your phone and you can see a full landscape size photo. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I kind of like, but I don't know. You, you asked in the, your last podcast, like what could like AOV do a little bit? And like, mm-hmm. and I was like, one of the things I'd like to see is probably like more towards like the learning side of things. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to, to, to have stuff geared towards learning photography, uh, maybe like some like live editing stuff or just some like live tutorials, like some Q and a type stuff would be really awesome. 
Okay. I don't know. I like that. The Q and A stuff. I would. I love Q and A. I like that'd be a lot of fun. The educational stuff. That's something we're actually working on right now. Uh, oh, cool. Putting together like more like niche. You know, like how to do very specific things. Like most, like that. You'd be surprised how many people I've shot with that have Sony cameras that have no idea about the AEL that you ha- actually have like an iris autofocus point, and it's One such a game changer. Features. Yeah, that's a game changer if you're a portrait shooter. Like it, it's it, the the thing. Like it's incredible for portrait shooters to just get tack sharp eyes every single time. And so, like, little videos like that, um, more specific things on how to get a certain look or... Uh, and so we don't want to do, like, broad-based tutorials, but more just, like, this is how you do this. This is how you get this look. This is how you use this product, you know? That's exactly what I would like to see. Like, something specific where people who are looking for a specific thing can find it and, like, they don't have to, like, search, like, pointless videos on youtube that in the end don't do what they want to do so and i think think that's a great idea our goal is to keep them really short and concise and to the point at least for me i kind of get annoyed like if i want to watch a vlog and like watch you talk and about your day and all that stuff then i'll watch a vlog but if i'm watching an educational thing like i really don't want to hear about anything else i just really want you to get to the point and to like (laughs) explain how do i do this and that's it i don't want all the fluff and so we'll try to, you know, keep the fluff out of it and, and keep them pretty sharp and to the point. That's awesome. I like that idea. Yay! Um, I appreciate the feedback, dude. I'm always, I'm always stoked to just, you know, to get feedback and, and hear new ways of, you know, new ideas on how we can do things or add value to the community. And so I uh, appreciate you sharing that with yes. us. You also mentioned Discord. I've never actually used Discord myself, but I know what it is. I think that's a cool idea, too. Yeah, I like that idea. I, I think I'm, I'm going to do it, bro. I got to just do it. I just, I've played with it a tad bit. I don't know enough about it. I've emailed their 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 support team, and they basically were like, dude, this would be really great for your community. I think I'm just going to do it and just like, let's just see what this thing turns into. Like, I think yeah. it would be rad to just have a little... Like, I don't know, like, I grew up kind of, like, in nerdy gaming type stuff, and I love chat rooms. Like, I love just being able to hang out and, like, chat with dudes that understood what I was talking about. And yeah. we could just, like, nerd out together about various things, you know? And so I have a feeling that people would really enjoy that, especially since Instagram is just such a hard place to really, like, it's not necessarily the best platform for just communication. Like, it. No. It's not a fun, like, at least for me, it's not a fun place to just communicate with people back and forth. Like, I get burnt. Like, I don't even want to open messages sometimes because I'm like, dude, I don't really want to reply to these people right now. Or yeah. it's kind of a pain doing it on my phone. I'd rather just be on a keyboard typing or, like, talking with voice or whatever. I completely agree, yeah. It's it's not great for communication. So I, I like that idea a lot. I think right. that could, could work for sure. And it's distracting, I guess, too, like, for community, like, it's just, there's so much on there. It's just like, I'd rather just have like a platform just to communicate and then I can use Instagram just to go view the stuff. And, and when you mentioned having like, like um, different channels for like location, yep. like that I think would be a game changer because like, you're like, I'm going to this place. Let me try and reach out to some people here and like see what is out there. Right. Who wants to shoot up? Who wants to meet up and shoot? Yeah. Yeah. So I th- yeah, I think it'd be, it would be really rad. I more or less like I want that. And so I figured, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we're out traveling and it's dude, it sucks. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Instagram works. I can easily get on Instagram and find who's an SF, but it takes time. It's not like, it's not like there's some filter on Instagram where I can just go to my friends that I follow that are an SF and it shoots them all out for me. You know, like I have to physically know who's there. I got to DM everyone and I'm trying to figure out where to go, what to do, who's available. It'd be a lot easier if I could just hop into the San Francisco AOV channel and be like, what up, guys? We're coming through yeah. next week. Who's around? Who wants to hang? Where should we go? That That's just actually funny that you said that. Sense. I've actually like started, like, if there's people in a place I, that I think I might go, I've started actually making like a little, just a little notes of like a <laughs> list of locations and who is there because I'm like, I'm going to forget who's there. Right. Yeah. Dude, all right. Well, I'm gonna. You'll be the first person. I'm gonna send you an invite today, bro. We're gonna get this bad boy started. Right. It'll just be you and I for now, but we'll start inviting all of our friends. And before you know it, 
I'll, inst- I'll install the app it'll today. Be, it'll be a party before you know it. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, brother. Uh, we're coming up on time. Uh, I appreciate you to, to wrap the podcast up. Uh, I know you listen to these, so more or less, this is your moment to kind of spread some light to the AOV community, share some words of wisdom, some inspiration, some motivation. Uh, so with that said, go ahead and, and, and do your thing, brother. Awesome. Yeah. So what I would say is go out and shoot what makes you happy. Don't get caught up in like in the, the grind of Instagram or social media. Just shoot what makes you happy. Like explore, expand on it. Like there's so much out there. And if it makes you happy, it'll make someone else happy when they see those photos. So that's, that's the advice that I would like to give to the people. Dude, I love it. Simple, but so true guys do like shoot what you love. Like it'll, it'll change everything for you. And so I appreciate those wise words, brother. And, uh, Appreciate you coming on the show, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. This was awesome. I, I'm I'm so I was so stoked when I got your your message saying that you wanted me on the podcast. So yeah, this, buddy. this made my day. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere, and just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them, and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us, help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.